Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Dan. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> that still feels weird, but it feels right at the same time. Uh, Paul, unfortunately, not with us this week because he's too sweepy to come and podcast with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist it. Oh my god! Uh, Paul's been Paul's been tied up at work and what have you, so he's not here. But Dan's here. I'm here. Fanning the flames is here. And <laughs> what? Anyway, nothing. That's hilarious. And also, your video is frozen, so like, there's no movement. So it's just like I'm looking at a picture of you. A picture of funny. me talking in baby voice about Paul's sweetness. That yeah. okay. Well, anyway, Paul's not here. We're here. Let's get going. Uh, so I guess I'll say welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that's made for the fans. That's us by the fans. That's you guys. I just flipped that around, didn't I? As always, intro natural music is provided by Park and Maine, but I believe they're broken up, like I said, so it doesn't really matter. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Sosa's J. Dan. D Duarte 89. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA, and of course, Paul's at Dervish of Whirl. If you listen on iTunes, Spotify, whatever pod form you listen on, please do rate, review, and subscribe, all of that fun stuff. Right, Daniel Duarte, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'd like to hear what people think of this new, new uh, I guess the new breakdown format. The format. Thank you. Uh, for mm-hmm. the, for, that's what I was looking for. Uh, the new format, we've had some, um, I guess, positive feedback on Twitter. Um, especially after our last episode where I went on a drunken rage filled rant about yeah, certain people. Yeah. So yeah, we have I a new, mean, we have a new segment called Dan hates this player and we're just going to roll with that. Right. Is that what we're doing? No. Do we not? Discuss no, it's just, I thought it was going to just, I thought it was going to be fuck that guy. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean, however you – hey, man, your segment. Hey, man, you do let's what get you that want. out of the way now. Oh, okay, let's do that. Let's go ahead. You know what? Patrick Peterson – I know this is a Suns podcast, but Patrick <laughs> Peterson, fuck you very much. Go fuck yourself, dude. You look like that psycho that's not over his ex and says is over his ex, has gotten remarried, but yet brings up the ex-girlfriend or ex-wife at any fucking given time. And it's sad, dude. It's sad. I get it. And it did badly. A lot of fans here, including myself, had respect for you, which is very quickly dwindling to nothing for me because I honestly don't care. I thought Patrick Peterson was washed two years ago when he requested a trade because he was in an awful team. Hey, guess what, buddy? You were part of that team and you were just as bad. 
And guess what? You sucked last year. You got blocked by Jared Goff. How fucking embarrassing was that? And now you want to take shots at the organization. So fuck that guy. Sorry. Thank you, Dan. Well said. I'm sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of people on you know a lot of Cardinal fans feel the same. So I I I doubt that there are going to be a lot of people out there that disagree with you uh because that 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 was that was weird and for for those of you who might not know and and correct me if i'm wrong here dan because i only heard it kind of in passing today but after um uh help me help me malcolm butler malcolm butler uh decided to retire uh patrick peterson basically put out an instagram post that kind of threw some shade at the at the whole cardinal situation yeah fair yeah Exactly. Yeah, did he Very fair. use some word that I was not familiar with? Ward, Ward, right? Did, is that yeah? What that's I don't know if that was a typo or or what, but so so it was like definitely odd. I was listening to Gambo, and we're still talking about the Cardinals, but hey, that's cool. Whatever. I was listening to Gambo and Burns today, and I guess they looked it up if I recall correctly on uh, uh what's that called? Uh, Urban, oh, Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, and it's basically like you're bored with a weird situation which i guess makes sense because it's like a combination of the word weird and the word bored but it's very odd literally never heard anybody use that before was actually quite surprised it was i guess i shouldn't be surprised it's an urban dictionary but literally never heard that before so at any rate should we talk about the suns yeah let's talk about the suns sorry guys and again um you know maybe i should just stop cussing so much because i feel like I don't know. People have kids and stuff. People do have kids. You have kids. A kid. I, I have a kid, but she she knows better. So actually, you know what? If your kid doesn't know better by now, then be a better parent. Yeah, and um, I my I can't get my kids to listen to the podcast, so it's irrelevant for me. So you you say what you want, as far as I'm concerned. I'm just okay? kidding, people. Sorry I'm about the. To, I'm not. I'm not here to censor you, Dan Duarte. I'm not here to censor you. Hey, didn't you guys get a review one time when I was on the podcast about Super Cussy? Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't say I, I didn't say people liked it. I'm just saying I'm not going <laughs> to censor you. And in fact, you know, this is something we've never done on this podcast before: is read a review. And we've had, we've had, we have them, we have them. But here, I, I actually now want to find that. Get a thesaurus is the uh, title of the <laughs> review. <laughs> The F-bombs just gets old after a while. Good luck. I'm out. That was the review. I believe that might be our only one-star review on this, Dan. So thank you very much for that. Um, You're welcome. You. Hey. And then and then we decided to do the smart thing and make you a permanent part of the show. Obviously. That would be the logical thing to do, right? Listen, man. I, I, I'm just a voice for the people. That's all I'm going to say. Speaking of one-star reviews, let's talk about Tyshawn Alexander, shall we? Oh, let's please talk about Tasha. Because I want to know, how could the Suns possibly, possibly have the audacity to give up on an all-time great like Tyshawn Alexander? I mean, are they just giving up? Are we going back in the tank mode, Dan? That's what I want to know. Because from the sound of things, from the sound of things, prime Steve Nash just got to walk away from the Suns. And he was on a two-way deal, which was crazy, but... Have have the Suns just given up? Is next year now a loss because Tyshawn Alexander is no longer on the roster? I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, it, dude, I, I'm I'm so sick and tired of, and and you know me, man. I'm pessimistic as hell. Um, you know, 
I let myself. I, I let myself. Uh, Thank you for also blowing a kid. Dan says good night too, sweetheart. <laughs> My daughter came I, and said good night. I blew her a kiss, and Dan blew one as well. So, he's a good friend like that. Go on, Dan. Let's talk about Tyshawn Alexander. So. Just the mindset of this fan base, right? I mean, I'm guilty of it. I Everybody can see my tweets after game six of the finals. I was down. Um, I've talked about it on this podcast. It sucked, right? But I don't think people have adjusted their expectations. And we saw it during the draft, right? People lost their damn mind when we traded the 28th, 29th pick for Landry Shamit, who's going to be a vital piece off the bench next season. And people were freaking out. And I'll say this. It was mostly people that decide that even though they don't get paid for it, they want to put endless hours into putting together a draft big board. And then when the guy that they like doesn't get picked, they throw a fit. A lot of it was that. But with Tyshawn Alexander himself, look, the guy didn't play at all. He's a, He was the Pat Burke, right? You saw guys like McCallum Book, when he would score three, everybody would jump up and and lose their minds. And people could say, oh, he's for development. He's for that. Guess what, guys? We are past the point of development right now. The development that the Suns are focused on right now is DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, and Cam Johnson. You know, and 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 a little bit, you know, the other guys too, um, uh, campaign, you know, and, and, and some of the other guys can get better as well. But we're not worried about the 16th guy on the bench, 14, 15, 16 guy on the bench. That mindset has to go. And you know what? The, the funniest part to me was people blaming Robert Sarver for being cheap and wanting to save a couple million bucks when he just dropped $120 million on Chris Paul. So, I mean, it, it's getting kind of ridiculous. And, I mean, you're the Robert Sarver apologist. I am not. I, I, I've never been a big fan of Robert Sarver. However, I feel like he's heading in the right direction. He's given the reins to James Jones and he's letting him do what he wants. And I don't know why people can't just trust James Jones after, I don't know, building a team that went to the fucking finals last year. Yeah, so to to the point about Sarver and, and Jones and that relationship there, we've seen Sarver spending money over the past few years. We've seen Sarver making moves that in the past we wouldn't think Sarver would, ma- would have made. And presumably that's because he's putting his trust in James Jones, which leads me to the question of this. If Robert, or excuse me, if James Jones wanted Tyshawn Alexander on that roster, do you really think over a million bucks or whatever the heck it is? I don't think it's that. Whatever. Robert Sarver is going to say, I'm not listening to James Jones now when, to your point, Dan, he just signed Chris Paul to a four-year, $120 million contract, three-year, $75 million, however you want to cut it. He's spending money. Really? And, and, and at the end of the day... Even if that is the case, let's also keep in mind when we talk about Tyshawn Alexander wasn't exactly a young buck coming into the draft. You know, he played three years at Creighton, so he's not one of those one and done guys. He's not 19 year old kid. And to your point again, Dan, we're not really at that stage with 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 this development. I think the Suns see a lot in campaign. I really do. I, I don't think that they look at campaign and think he's a career backup. I think that they still see him as a viable potential heir to Chris Paul, and they want to see what he has there. And look, when they brought in Alfred Payton, don't you think the writing was on the wall at that point? I mean, James Jones said five by three, right? Yep, five by well, three. He, five by three, it's not, it's not 
three by three, two by one by two, and one by four. Did I do that right? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. Uh, so the right. No, I'm pretty sure that was right. Yeah, yeah that was right. So, that was right. So, so, so the writing was on the wall. I mean, this should really shouldn't have surprised anyone all that much. And and at the end of the day, the off season's still going. Those roster spots will be filled. It's not like we're going to say, look, if 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 the Suns suddenly cut the roster to 12 and then just leave it at that, okay, fine. Now that's weird. <laughs> but Tyshawn Alexander, who played a grand total, guess how many minutes he actually played last season, Dan? Uh, 27. You, you give him less credit than he deserves, but not much less. 47. Oh, that was close. So, not and, really, and I mean, but... A totally unrelated topic. Do you remember a guy named Orlando Johnson by chance? It sounds vaguely familiar. He played the same number of minutes for the Suns in 2015 and 16. Wow. That's just a random thing. He's literally the only other player that has only played 47 minutes in a season in Suns history is Orlando Johnson. There you go. In case that ever comes up in trivia. And then two players in Suns history have played only 47 minutes an entire season. Tyshawn Alexander. And they say we're not a fact-checking podcast. <sighs> All we do is check facts. Just facts <laughs> that nobody cares about. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, nobody misses Orlando Johnson. I don't think we're going to miss Tyshawn Alexander. And ultimately, if he ends up turning into a decent player in the NBA, great for him. But he wasn't going to crack the rotation this year. So yeah. what's the difference if they end up replacing – filling that roster spot with a player that is going to actually serve a purpose or potentially serve more of a role on this team. Right. Exactly. And James Jones, we trust. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, somebody on, on Twitter once said that Ryan McDonough was a better GM than James Jones. So I questioned some of son's Twitter. Uh, I don't want to call, I don't want, I don't want to say names, but he, that's fair. You know, he's people, people know that people keep receipts. I'll say that. And to this guy's credit, he did not delete that tweet. So fair enough. It's fair enough. Fair, enough. fair um, enough. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, one other thing too, uh, sure. when did, when did the G league suddenly become like minor league baseball? Because it's not last time it's I not. checked, it's not, it's really not. And and uh, I'm sick and tired of the, <laughs> the sun sold their G league team. What are they going to do? Guess what? They saw the G league team and then they went to the finals. All right, the G League team, the Northern Arizona Suns. I think they had the worst record in G League history one year. Um, yeah, George King playing on a G League team. It doesn't. It's it's you can look, man. I get it. Some people put in a lot of thought and a lot of work into these articles they write into these lists that they break down. But guess what? At the end of the day, you are not an NBA GM. And guess what? NBA GMs are smarter than you. And if they don't think value is being brought by a G League team and they decide to sell it, guess what? It doesn't mean they're cheap. It just means they don't that, – that's not a valuable asset to them, and that's okay. That's okay. It might be to others, and you know they'll find the one – they'll find some random guy that was a contributor on like a playoff team. Like, well, look at this guy. Okay, so give me the other 5,000 cases where that wasn't the case. Yeah, I just I don't mean, understand. And in, in- – before the pod, I was actually looking into – I tried to find a count of the number of players who have played in the G League, former D League. I couldn't find that. But obviously, it's going to be in the thousands because the D League started – how about this? Do you realize that the D League slash G League has now been around for 20 years? 
I didn't it doesn't, know that. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but when I was looking this up, it started in 2001. So that's that's pretty wild, right? I mean, that's pretty. I didn't. 2001. Yeah, there were only like eight teams when it started, but wow. that's when it started. So at least according to Wikipedia, I don't know. Maybe maybe Wikipedia is yeah. leading me astray. What did those other 22 teams do back in 2001 without a G League team? My God, uh, no, none of them won championships. You know, Kobe <laughs> played three seasons in the G League. Did he uh, really? D League? No. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, where the fuck was I? Where, where did I you're, you're like, oh man, I must have been really young back then. Shoot. No, I, mean, I, I mean, was a young twelve years old, but yeah, you, you, you definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can't say that there are no success stories out of the G League, but they're few and far between. Like you said, I mean, you see guys who. Uh, I think Rudy Gobert spent some time in the G League. Uh, Siakam spent time in the G League. Um, who else? Uh, do I? Kendrick Nunn comes to mind. I mean, guys like okay. that. Sure, sure. There's some of those guys who spent time in the G League. But then you also have again the other eleven guys on that roster and the other twelve guys on twenty six other rosters in the G League who aren't turning out to be that level of player. Now, could there be serviceable serviceable players? Sure, but again. Where are the Suns at right now, and does Tyshawn Alexander really matter? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And to your point earlier, you're like, is anybody going to miss Tyshawn Alexander? Let me let me ask you this: Do you miss Jalen Lequeux? No. Or La, or Lacroix, as some people like to call him. I do not. Nor do I miss Archie Goodwin. No. Nor do or I miss. I'll, I'll give you one better. Um, people were like, oh well, well they they pointed at Ty Jerome. What about Ty Jerome, dude? Ty Jerome played for a fucking lottery team last year. He wouldn't have cracked five minutes on the Suns team last season. He wouldn't have. And if you think he he didn't crack, he barely got any minutes on the on the you know the the team that went eight and on the bubble. He didn't get that much playing time. It's just not. It's not valuable, man. I don't I don't understand the fascination behind this. Oh, well, what about player development? You know what? Their player development is doing just fine. I mean, look at the strides that McCall and Da took last season. Look at Book for Christ's sakes, man. Every year to get better. Every year book gets better. Every year. So don't talk to me about player development, how the Suns aren't good at it, because they're doing a pretty damn good job. You know, we talked about the the core last uh, Mm -hmm. last episode. Last time I checked, their core of young players made it to the finals and were two goddamn wins away from winning the whole thing. So, yeah, man, I I don't know what else to say about that. I think we can move off of that because I think we've covered Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome, Jesus. <laughs> well, we've also covered Ty Jerome more than we need to cover Ty Jerome in this episode. And we've covered Ty Sean Alexander more than we need to cover Ty Sean Alexander in this episode. So let's go ahead and move on to something else. And how about that something else be well? We're talking about the success of the young core. How about we move on to what Vegas, or at least Caesars, has the sun season over under at and whether you think it's going to be over or under. And I'm not, I mean, I think, you know what my answer is going to be. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but that number is set at 50.5. Dan. Uh, It's definitely going to be an over for me. Um, 50.5 is, I mean, they won 51 games last season, right? Right. <laughs> and they're going to get 10 more games. And they're, I mean, there's something to be said about chemistry and, you know, a, a full season together. That's, I mean, this team's going to be firing on all cylinders, man. There's so much 
there's so much, you know, chemistry on and off the court with this team. I don't see them winning any less than 55 games. I just don't. And I, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to go 60 plus wins this season. Um, not to mention, you know, I mean, that might be a little difficult because they might want to give some guys some rest. I, I would definitely be in favor of resting Chris Paul a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hope is that because Chris Paul has always been the guy that says, hey, you know what? If I'm healthy, I'm playing. And that's that, which is great. I don't mind that. I don't I don't mind that at all. But I would hope that he kind of learned a little bit from the finals and the playoff run, how he kind of broke down there at the end um, with a wrist injury. And, you know, part of that was a fluke injury. It wasn't necessarily wear and tear, but I think he could have definitely benefited from some rest on stretch. Um, And I I really hope that they're more that they're a lot smarter about how they distribute minutes um, this season. Yeah, and I, I think they will be. And, and you know, even though the wrist thing wasn't necessarily a wear and tear, it was more of a fluke injury, at the same time, you don't know how the wear and tear could have contributed to it. You know, did did because Chris Paul was more tired, was he more exposed for one reason or another, whatever the case might be. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly think that managing his minutes a little more this season is something that would make sense. And if we're looking at, you know, games where there can be some – Nights off for him. I, you know, we're, we're going to play Minnesota, what, four times do we play them this year? And, you know, if four we can times. keep him away from, you know, getting blindsided by Patrick Beverly again, maybe that's. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. I so forgot Pat, he's on that up, team. Pat Bev? How's, how's Minnie treating you, brah? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's cold. And, and, and I think the end of the other debate that I've been that I've had raging over the past few months is that Phoenix is, in fact, a sports town. Is it not? Is it not? Jeez, oh, I think that. uh. I'm not going to say anything else right. than that. I'm just going to leave that. I'm, I'm not either because yeah. I I don't I don't I don't want to. Yeah, make yeah, fun yeah, yeah, no, 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 exactly. So, uh, yeah, so over, over, and you're thinking possibly into the 60s. I, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, look, I I've I've been in the poll I think three times, maybe four times last season, and that was which team would win in a seven game series: the 92, 93 Suns or last season's Suns. When I ran the poll the first time, I think it was like in March, and the results were, I believe, like 33-66 for the, in favor of the 1993 team. Ran it again towards the end of the season. I think it came back a little closer to 50-50. to And then I ran it during the playoffs, and I believe it was closer to 70%, if I recall correctly, for the team last year. Point being, I ran that poll the first time because I've I've thought that that team last year was better than the 92-93 team. I still believe that it it was, and I, I think I agree. Like you're saying, they're only going to get better, and that team back then was capable of winning 60 plus games. I think this team's capable of it as well, uh, barring any injuries. I, I don't have any reason to think this team's not going to be right back where they were uh, last year. In, in in June, July, except uh, hopefully this time uh, winning their last game of the year as opposed to not. So that was a pretty a, Go ahead. I had a really fucked up dream the other day. Oh, by all means. But I don't want to talk about it. Okay, that was weird. Uh, uh, all right. It's, uh, it's, 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 if it's a dream that I'm assuming it's a dream that involves some sort of negative thing involving the Suns. Yeah. And we don't need to talk about it. I'm with you. Uh, okay. I don't want to I, talk I mean, about it. I mean, I, let's just say this. I basically woke up one morning and I was a Buffalo Bills fan in the mid-90s. 
Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. I got yeah. you. I got you. I was going to see. Sad I the whole day after. I that. don't even like that you did that. That was that wasn't fun. Okay. Um. All right. Now. Now I'm like down. Now. Sorry, now. Buddy. Damn, Dan. Damn, Dan. That's kind of fun to say though. So that 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 What's helped that? a little. bit. Oh, hey, funny story. Here, I'll tell yeah. you a story. This what is, happened? This to, is more what fun. happened? To story time with Justin. So so so. <laughs> We started recording a little later, like I, I set this up later than I was planning on. And one reason was I got on uh, a bit sidetracked. I was in a, I'm in a group text, right, with two of buddies of mine. My best friend who lived in Saginaw, Michigan, just moved out to Miami, and his neighbor, because we're, when I go up there visit, uh, you know, we're texting, what have you. Well, every now and then, even though when I'm up there, we'll, we'll continue to text. And his neighbor happened to text today, and we were just kind of randomly chatting. This is, again, a couple hours ago. And he says, Evan, send me some tacos. And I'm like, <laughs> hopped on Postmates and I sent him an order of tacos. Uh, so I ordered tacos to Saginaw, Michigan, uh, to my best friend's ex-neighbor uh, to, to, to uh, I don't know why, really. It just seemed like the nice thing to do. He said he was hungry, maybe had a few beverages in him, and and the guy was hungry. And Taco Bell, late at night when you've... Had an evening, afternoon, whatever, maybe of drinking, uh, sends, tends to be somewhat satisfying, right? So it seemed like the nice thing to do. But to cap it off, he sent me a video, a picture, a video of him getting the order from the Postmates delivery guy who left it at the door and did not ring the doorbell so as to not wake his wife and children. Courteous, courteous Justin is. Uh, and then videoed him eating the tacos and then gave me updates as he continued to eat the tacos Last update I saw, he was at nine. So you're welcome, Luke. Jesus Christ. So first of all, that got weird. Um, second, he of played all, college basketball. See, there's a there's a tie into basketball. Uh, Boom. Okay. Yes. Okay. So basically, what you're saying is, next time I'm fucking drunk, which let's be honest, is quite often these days. Might be. Um, might be after we finish this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't drink bourbon for an hour before the podcast Congrats. this time because <laughs> last time, yeah, that was probably not the best. But it wasn't the best, but it was the best at the same time. I feel like it was perfectly fine. Yeah, so do I. Thanks, man. Thanks. See, nothing wrong. Podcast of optimism, bro. Yeah. And um, so basically what I have to do is just in our group chat that we have, um, with us and a couple other buddies, be like, I'm fucking hungry. And Justin will just order me Taco Bell. I'm, yeah. If I'm in the mood, I might. If I'm in the mood, I might. That's a damn. You know what? Maybe, somebody, if somebody DMs me and asks for Taco Bell, uh, maybe I'll order them Taco Bell too. I don't know. Just saying. There you go. There you go. DM Justin and ask him for Taco Bell. <laughs> and let me know how that goes. Yeah, I, I, I swear to God, like I'm gonna like end up buying people Taco Bell like randomly, repeatedly with this week, and my wife's gonna be like, "Why do we have all these Postmates orders coming through?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Anyway, so let's talk about the Suns. Uh, enough Postmates. Although, if they like to sponsor the show, they could do that, right? That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. Promo code flames. Yeah, I feel so, like a good, good, good promo code. Anyway. Right? So, so what, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Here's, uh, speaking of touchy subjects, you know, within oh, Suns God. fans, we just touched on uh, Tyshawn Alexander. Uh, we touched on uh, the G League, right? The G League say. team. Um, I don't think you do. Maybe I don't. Um, th- so there's two more touchy subjects we're going to touch on. Uh, <laughs> this one will be, uh, it's moderately, you know, it's 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 not a big deal, but it's a big deal in our group chat because 
you guys have always have an opinion and I could not, there, there I, there's no more fucks that I could give about this topic. And that is uniforms. Oh, Everybody I loves. I thought, you were, I thought you were going to talk about Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh God, don't get me started on that shit. No, go on. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, so, that's a much uniforms, right? more so, topical topic. Everybody loves to either hate uniforms or loves to love uniforms. Everybody's got an opinion on uniforms. Me, I've always been of the opinion that I don't care. You know, for the record, I love the Valley uniforms I had with myself. I thought they were great. It was even better that they came with a court and a trip to the NBA Finals. I think that's the most important thing. I don't care what you're wearing. If you suck ass as a basketball team, nobody's going to care. However, last week, uh, we got a pretty cool look inside of these i guess aztec themed uh suns jerseys that were put out there and they actually suns actually asked for the public's opinion and they didn't say when they're going to drop them or if they're even going to we got some insight from a buddy that said that these are just concepts and they just wanted some feedback and they don't have any plans to release them anytime soon however um I always find it funny that people freak out about uniforms. I don't know why. But having said that, what did you think about it? As a, as a Mexican-American myself, I thought they were fucking awesome. But that's just me. No, I, I thought they were I thought they were sweet. Um, I, I candidly didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, though, because I knew that they weren't actual, you know, jerseys that were going to at least be in use anytime soon uh but that notwithstanding no i think they they're great the one thing that i kind of didn't really fully get was the it's is it aztec is that what it is yeah so it's i i might be overstepping this i don't i don't I'm not too uh you know well versed in the aztec uh <laughs> legends and all that stuff but apparently the sun god is that what the you know, ah, okay. symbol in the, in the back was and there was even a concept put out for a court for those two i don't know if you saw that i didn't see that no so it was the valley court but right underneath where it says the valley there was actually an a a, a, a pyramid nasic pyramid uh, that was a part of it with some of the symbols around it as well so I thought it was sick, man. Um, I thought they could have made some tweaks. I thought they could have used a little more orange, but I really liked the the aesthetics of like the really dark purple and like the all black. Yeah, I thought that was pretty sick. So I don't I'm know, a, man. I'm, I liked it. I'm looking at them again right now, and yeah, I, I really like that that shade of purple with the black. Uh, that's great, and I and I like how they have the Aztec, uh, you know, symbol there behind it large but also kind of subtle i mean i think you you, you, you exactly. can i like the idea of it having a prominent place like that not being something that's small but obviously if you do that you can't have it overtake everything else you can't have it dominate the entire uniform because then it'll just look kind of weird it'll look like there's too much going on so i think they did a really good job with that no i think if if those come out at some point or some iteration of those i think it'll be it'll be great i mean It'll be just like the Valley jerseys. It'll be received well. I think it's interesting that they did this, uh, though. And, and when I say that, it's interesting that they sought any sort of feedback because obviously they hit a home run with the Valley jerseys. What would give them, you know, motivation to want to get people's feedback on this? I mean, it doesn't seem like 
I, I, I just don't understand why somebody would look internally look at this and go, okay, maybe we should get feedback on this, but wouldn't do that with the validators. I mean, they're both awesome concepts, well executed, right? So I'm kind of curious what the impetus behind that would be. That's probably something we'll never know, but, uh, and maybe it is just a matter of they're just trying something new and trying to get some feedback because candidly, their jerseys have been garbage for the most part, you know, <laughs> especially when we talk about their alternate jerseys. Uh, they've always seemed pretty lazy, uh, if anything. And, and, you know, to the, the point of them trying to, you know, and uh, go with the, I guess this would be the kind of the, the new version of the low suns type thing, right? Yeah. Mexican I, culture and everything. Yeah. And I mean, I think the biggest part is just the, the, the Mexican American community, especially here in Arizona and, you know, with Devin Booker's connections. Sure. Um, I mean, just look at the guy, man. He looks like the coolest fucking cholo you've ever seen in your life. He really does. Um, he I mean, he really does. If if it's okay for me to agree with you on that comment, to it, <laughs> of course, there's nothing derogatory about it. I mean, it's just, it's awesome, dude. Um, so it's it's great, and it got great feedback from anyone. I mean, Paulo Ugetti, um, he writes for the Ringer. He wrote a piece about Devin Booker himself and and how he embraces his Mexican culture. And it, that article was brought back up when these were released. Um, Shea Serrano, who also works for the Ringer, who is a Spurs fan, actually. Um, mm-hmm. He loves Devin Booker be- just because he's Mexican. And Chase Serrano, he's he's all about the Mexican people because he's Mexican himself. And he's it was just it, it was awesome, man. It was it was really good feedback. I saw maybe I don't know eight percent. That's a really odd number for me to throw out. Eight percent of Twitter had negative reactions, but I feel like those are people that just look for to be negative about something. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think I really even saw any any negative reactions on Twitter. But I also think I've got my uh, my Twitter feed quite quite well cleansed to uh, purge <laughs> the negativity. Uh, so so perhaps says by design. Zen. So so Zen J. So, so Zen, Zen J. I mean, right. so so says Zen could work too. I guess. <laughs> and. Dan is now frozen and possibly gone. So I'm going to cowher this for a couple of seconds here, maybe a few minutes. I have no idea. Now I'm doing jumping jacks. Oh, my gosh, you're back. You've been gone for like 35 seconds or whatever. I was right here the whole time, and I heard you say, I think Dan's gone and frozen. Oh, no, really? Not. I was right here. Yeah. Did you hear me that whole time? Oh, like the whole time I said like one thing and then I stopped because I was like, I really don't have anything to say <laughs> to I'm myself. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was my internet because my phone spazzed out to you at the same time you're talking. So that would make sense. That would I'll make be sense. happy to report that the Diamondbacks did not get no hit. And I saw you know what well. the most, you know what the most ironic shit about that is? The Padres manager st- took out Blake Snell after seven innings of no Did he really? Shut yes. up. I swear to God. Dude. Oh, my God. I love it. I it's love like it. his manager's trolling him. Did he really take him out after seven innings of no hit? I, I was. It just felt weird to repeat you exactly, and I tried to see something else and failed. That's a really bizarre move, but anyway. So what were you just talking about before you got cut cut off? Uh, oh, the negativity on Sun's Twitter about the uniforms. Oh, yeah, I didn't really see any, any negativity out there about it, but – no, I, I, I think it's good that they're making some sort of effort. Like I said, I felt like the, well, I feel like the Mexican heritage jerseys that they have now are, you know, the, the, there's not much effort put into them. I mean, 
almost all the teams in the NBA for a period, maybe all of them, didn't everybody have like a Los whatever jersey? And then it got narrowed down to a handful. And then now the Suns are the only ones doing it. Yeah, just, I think it was to most me, it's like, the cities with like, you know. Right, like, like there's Los Spurs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to me, it's like that was a concept that was utilized by a number of teams. Why Why are we still maintaining it when there's so many other a- avenues that you could use, so many other roads sure. to go down with it? And and I love that they're doing it with this thing. Yeah, and I mean, I like the Low Suns jersey. I mean, I have the latest black one that they had, the Devin Booker one, and I love it. I think it's a great jersey. However, I feel like it was, it was very lazy the way they did it because it's if you really want to translate, it's not Low Suns, it's Los Soles. And right. they didn't even do that. And I guess, I mean, I understand that there's, you know, probably some type of legal thing with Nike where Suns has to be used um, instead of, you know, Soles because that's technically not their trademark or whatever the case may be. But I, I point at talking about the Diamondbacks again. They just had their um, city edition jerseys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was Las Serpientes, which means, you know, the snakes. I thought that was great. I don't, I mean, people were, again, reacting negatively towards it because people like to bitch about anything. I mean, myself included. So I get it. But I thought that was an awesome move by them. And it really resonated within the, the you know, the, the, the Latin American community. And I think the Suns, I think the Suns going with Los Soles would have been, would have gone a long way. Because um, even my dad always tells me, if he sees me wearing that jersey, he's like, <laughs> he talks shit because that's my dad. But shout out. Shout out my dad, but yeah. His, his like gringo son or something. I mean, I'm just so interested. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, so he's, he's, my dad's funny. So my dad likes to translate everything. Mm. Um, like your name would not be Justin. It would be Justino. Sure. Yeah. That was my, that so. was, that was, that was my, my high school Spanish name. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Justino. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. What? I, don't know what I mean. To say. How, how how else are high school kids gonna learn Spanish if we don't have Spanish names like Justino? Yeah, it was, it was it's hilarious. And if you know, I think he was talking about Britney Spears one time, and he called her Brigida. I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Bridget, Dad. But okay, <laughs> like let's whatever you say, sir. Let's go with that. Let's go with. But that. anyway, enough of this. Uh, enough of this Spanish lesson. <laughs> yes. So jerseys, thumbs up. More than 50.5 wins, and what else can we talk about? Oh, and Tyshawn Alexander is going to be sorely missed. All right, um, how about let's talk about let's talk about the roster. Let's talk about the Suns filling out that roster, and let's talk about a name that uh, has been has has been uh, floated uh, in relation to the Suns here in the past day by Shams, but uh, as uh, many of us know, has been out there for a couple of weeks. Uh, thanks to Flex, and that's Thad Young. Everybody else's favorite fucking, you know, topic on Twitter. It really is at this point. Leave my like, boy Flex alone, man. Jesus, some of you trolls need to get your ass beat. <laughs> oh, my God. And I volunteer to beat your ass for you. Just let it go, man. Give him at his props. And, 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 and let's, let's. Make sure that everybody's clear. What Flex had said a couple weeks ago was that the Suns were interested in Thad Young, which is literally exactly what Shams said yesterday. Flux didn't say the Suns have 99% sure a deal for Thad Young. He said they're interested. I mean, 
he was right. There's no other way to cut. It. So that's that, right? So I let's mean, talk you would, about you would think you would think <laughs> you would think that would be that. I mean, that's too simple. If in in a perfect world, Daniel Duarte, that's that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my boy Sun's, Flex, man. In Sun's Twitter universe, it's not. Yes, shout out Flex. I love you, buddy. I love you. We got to get him on the show. He told me he's like, you guys got to get me on. He was on Jam Session, right? Was he on Jam Session last week? Was that yeah. right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to talk to him about that. I'm, I'm going to be like, dude, you can't go on Jam Session before you go on our show. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, sorry, uh, boy. Sorry, Lissy. Flex, Flex is my guy. I think. I, well, I think that. I think hey, that the ship has sailed. Yeah, you weren't. You weren't partying with him till three in the morning after game two. <laughs> oh, oh man, boy. good times. But apparently, that's what cost the Suns the championship, right? Okay. Yeah, right. uh, apparently, because that was not. Let's not get started on that. Hey, yo, I don't so hurt talk, feelings tonight. Hey, let's talk about Thad Young, huh? What do you think about Thad Young? So here, here's my thing. We have a group check, uh, group chat with a couple buddies of ours. Um, well, with Paul and another buddy of ours. Who I don't want to, you know, uh, violate any type of contract or anything like that. So I'm not going to say his name. Um, <laughs> That's a little bit of an inside joke, but never mind. Um, so, so our our buddy was like, I would trade sticks for Dad Young, and this was maybe a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, and he was very adamant and very sure of himself when he said that. And I said, you know what, I like Thad Young, but I don't know if I'm ready to trade sticks for a one year rental. I have since changed my mind and I would absolutely trade Dario Saric and sticks along with maybe a second round pick and, or maybe a protected first round pick for Thad Young because I'm thinking of the death lineup. I mean, I don't even know what you would call that, but can you imagine LeBron James trying to score on Deandre and Thad Young and Jerry Crowder? Like who's going to salsa dance in that series? All of them. On LeBron James's corpse. Okay, that was a bit much, but you know what I'm getting that's, at here. I mean, well, that's, that's the thing though is, dude, yeah, the, the physicality right there, and the, well, Aiton doesn't really have the, you know, the I'm gonna fight you attitude, but shit, Jay's got enough of that for the entire team, so nobody else really needs that, right? I mean, yeah, dude, that that's that lineup would be incredibly daunting. I mean, that 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 threesome for LeBron to go at to try to, to try to score. Um, so that's your, the, the, the driving force behind the change of heart of yours, Dan is just a little more, just a little more thought. Yeah. A little more thought. And then just the ultimate, like when now, man, I mean, we talked about if, if there's uh, and honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll say this and it's not as extreme, but if there's no room on this roster for Tyshawn Alexander, there's probably not, there's probably no room for somebody like Jalen Smith to get developmental minutes. Um, and that's nothing against him, but it, it, it's just one of those things. Like, do you remember when, remember when Detroit won a championship and then had the number two overall pick? Yeah. And, and they took drafted Darko. Darko? Yeah. Whoops. And they're there. Yeah. Whoops. Their reason for not taking uh, uh, Carmelo was because he wasn't going to play. There was really no, and I don't even know what the, you know what the the reason was for them having that number two overall pick. I, think I mean, I mean, I guess they made the right call then. But like they really Darko did. They really they, did. 
they're worried about someone that's going to play. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they were, I think they were going more towards the long game and, and pick someone no, I, that had the long-term upside, but like they don't need him. He's not expecting yeah. to be playing. That's so, I mean, I know it's a dumb reason not to take Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not the biggest Carmelo fan uh, regardless, but I, I think it has a little bit something to do with that. And my thing is, is Jalen Smith, he, he just like, you know, just like if we would have drafted somebody with the 29th pick this season, they're never going to play on this team, man. Ty Jerome was never going to play on this team. Neither was Tyshawn Alexander. Neither was Jalen LeCue. It's a new – it's just the new era in Suns basketball, man. We're no longer the bottom feeders. We're no longer trying to build something. We're already there. We are just trying to just win. I don't know, man. I don't even know how to describe it anymore. No, I mean, it's giving up pieces that might be of, you know, high value in a couple of years for pieces of a known value right now is is something that you're willing to do because you see the window of opportunity that the Suns have. I mean, that's a logical thing to to look at and believe. And I look at it like this and and, and I said this on this pod. I've said this on Twitter. I feel like Jalen Smith is good enough and is at a point where he could contribute to the Suns team next year. Would it be significant? Depends on your definition of significant, I guess, but it would certainly be uh, on a much more regular basis than we saw him last year. But I think he has the ability to contribute. Now, that being said, I think Thad Young is much better than Jalen Smith at this point in time. And at this point in time, like you're saying, is what's important to the Suns. So if you're telling me I can get a known quantity in Thad Young and you're and, and I'm sitting here believing that Thad Young is on this day a better basketball player than Jalen Smith, then sure, I'm going to say go ahead and make that trade because of what the Suns have. Now, if this is a Suns team two years ago, obviously that's a completely different conversation for obvious reasons. But we have a window, and if we can upgrade at a position, even if that means giving up somebody that we think might be a good piece in the long run, I think that's a choice that you can't fault the Suns for making if that's if that ultimately ends up happening. Because yeah. what, what 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 is James Jones doing by trading Jalen Smith and Dario? Who I I love Dario as much as he makes people go insane. I love the guy, but he's not going to play this year. So what is he doing by trading those two guys? He's making this year's team better. He's making this year's team have a better opportunity at winning an NBA championship. And again, if that means we the cost is going to be sticks, then then so be it. I'm willing to part with him to improve any spot on this team, uh, especially where that where that gap is. I think you know, uh, especially defensively. between those two types of players, right? And I mean, I think guys, we're we're no longer we're no longer in rebuild mode. We're no longer in build mode. This is it's it's now it's time, right? We saw it this past year. And the thing with, I mean, people say, oh, well, you need a young core. They have their young core. We talked about it last last episode. They have Mikel, they have Book, they have DeAndre, they have Cam Johnson. That's their core. That's it. Those guys are all on their rookie. Oh, besides book, those guys are all on their rookie deals. They're all under the age of 25 or 25 or younger, I should say. Um, and 
that's going to be their young core. And it's okay that their young core is good enough to go to the finals. You don't need the 12th guy on the bench to be a second year rookie. Like you just don't, there's no need for it anymore. And, and I think, I think what, what we have here is a situation where we have a fan base who for the past 10 years have been having to worry about the youth and improving the youth and building from the ground up. They forget what it was like in the early 90s when the Suns were a destination. They forget what it was like in the 2000s during the seven seconds or less era when the Suns were a destination. Yeah, we had Amari who we drafted. Yeah, we had Sean Marion who we drafted. We brought in Steve Nash. Okay, we technically drafted Steve Nash, but we brought Steve Nash in. We brought Q in. We brought Raja Bell in. And obviously some of these guys overlap, some didn't. But we we brought in who, who else? Boris. I mean – Players, Tim Thomas, Tim Thomas. He was a free agent. Boris was Boris was a trade, wasn't he? Uh, Tim Thomas was acquired at the trade deadline. Oh, was he a trade? Well, anyway, point being, those teams, either way, those teams were situated in a way where they could add those types of players, whether it's through free agency or through trades to improve an already ready to win roster. And that's exactly what the Suns are doing. Now we have to get used to the fact that we are now, I think based on that young core that we have, we are now a team that doesn't need to worry about having more of a young core so much as we need to worry about and worry might not be the right word, but we need to focus on the growth of that young core and then putting the pieces around that young core to win. And those pieces aren't going to be constant pieces. That's just the nature of that business. I mean, you see these guys who are serviceable players who are bouncing around from team to team. And there's a reason for that just because of how the NBA salary cap works and how, you know, you can only really carry a certain number of star players on a team. Uh, but these serviceable guys, when when the, the years align, they're they're going from from teams to team. And and ultimately, the Suns are going to be a a location, a place where players are going to want to go. I mean, we saw that already last year with Chris Paul, even though that was a trade. Obviously, that was something that was orchestrated or at least, you know, something that he was on board with. He wanted to happen. And and then you see that you saw that with Jay Crowder, who came over from Miami off of a tight a championship run or a run to the finals. He comes over to the Suns, uh, and and you know I, we see that here. What this offseason, we've got Javale McGee coming in, uh, and 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 ultimately, obviously Chris Paul coming back. Campaign staying, so we're a team where people are going to want to be. So it's a matter of getting those right pieces. And to the to the point of this conversation to start, I think Thad Young definitely fits that mold. And if they can swing a deal for him, and if it requires sticks and dario and uh second round pick or protected first round pick I, I i don't care i don't care about draft picks anymore man let me let me give you a hypothetical um and yeah, it's kind of a weird hypothetical because i love we're that. suns fans uh los angeles lakers right the los angeles lakers don't have a draft pick for a while or they owe their if it's if it's a you know I think if it's lower if it's higher than the Pelicans they have to trade with the Pelicans some type of pick swap for Anthony Davis they gave up right. Brandon Ingram Lonzo Ball Josh Hart they gave up all kinds of assets for them the Los Angeles Lakers whether you want to discredit their championship in 2020 or not 
I'm not going to because I consider myself a bigger person than Laker fans. And I'm not going to discredit a championship. <laughs> Baseball's different because the Dodgers literally played 37% of their season. That does not count. Sorry, John Voida. That championship does not count. However, the Lakers championship absolutely counts. All right. That's it's that's congrats. You're 2020 NBA champions. Now, do you think that the loss and th- this might be a stupid question to ask Laker fans, but I'll, I'll paint it to you with a son's perspective. Let's say the Suns were the ones that traded all those assets for Anthony Davis and they won a championship. Do you think Suns fans give a fuck about all those draft picks, about all those assets, or are they just happy with that ring? Happy with the ring? The ultimate goal is to win a championship, okay? If you win a championship, nobody's going to care that you gave up the number 10 overall pick. Nobody's going to care that you passed up on Tyrese Halliburton. Nobody's going to care what you gave up it's just not going to happen and i know i mean that i guess that's kind of going out on a limb considering how son's twitter is um i literally had somebody <laughs> and i saw the look on your face you kind of cringe because you're like dude i don't know i mean there was the one guy that said that he would never get he would never uh forgive the sons for passing up on luca even if they won a championship which is utterly ridiculous but hey you know people have crushes do you hey? Do you remember that dude on Twitter, like Breath of Something or other? He was like a huge Ricky Rubio guy. Any recollection of him? That dude, oh. like when the Suns traded Rubio, literally like unfollowed everybody and like disappeared off Twitter. I don't know why that randomly popped in my head, but it did. Anyway, I kind of remember that. Yeah. So I because I, I, he he said it was like what's what, like what, like. What's the big improvement from Ricky Rubio to Chris Paul? <laughs> that might have been part of it. I, I I don't know. I think he just I I don't know. I, stop trying to figure out the thought process of of other people. Uh, it's something I learned long long ago, my friend. So anyway, so Thad Young. Let's see. What, hey, let's see what happens. I mean, do, do you think you think that's going to happen? What do you think? What does your gut tell you? Uh, my gut tells me it's going to happen. I don't know when, but I will guarantee you when it does happen, whether it happens or not, since Twitter's going to lose its fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you seen a lot of people out there? Have you heard a lot of people say that they wouldn't like that trade? No. Um, no, I haven't. But seen that doesn't that. that doesn't mean yeah, that, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't. I mean, nope. So, the the sun. I mean, if the Suns would have pulled it off and and won the. The, the you know they, they would have won the whole thing this past season there would have been somebody to find something negative about it sure just what happened man. it's the nature of the beast i guess part of being I a so. arizona sports fan it is rough isn't it it really is <sighs> i mean as fun as last season was i feel like i can say this now because paul's not on the pod tonight because he's always like i can't man i can't this was a great season as fun as last season was a little part of me died after they fucking lost, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, but hey, think about it like this. If last season didn't happen, that little part of you never would have lived. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Shit. Wow. Dude. Yeah, that was deep. See? That so was Zen, deep. So Zen J is right. Fucking right. <laughs> anyway... All right, so, hey, anything else you want to cover here, Dan? I know we talked maybe power rankings, right? 
You yes. said something about power so, rankings. I didn't see power oh. rankings. So why don't you tell me about the power rankings? Ask me what I think about power rankings. Tell me what's happening and tell me and ask me what I think is going on. So I, I think, what, pa- I I think power rankings are one of those things that like you love, hate, right? If your team's high, you're like, oh, that's awesome. If they're low, you're like, fucking power rankings are dumb. So for this, the sake of this argument, power rankings are freaking awesome. So the Suns, rightfully so, after a, a, a Western Conference championship last season, are ranked number one on NBA.com's preseason power rankings, uh, followed by the Los Angeles Lakers at number two. And the reason I, <laughs> the reason this is worth bringing up is because Laker fans lost their damn minds on Twitter when this came out. I don't, I don't know if I've ever met a more insecure fan base. I mean, I thought us as Suns fans were insecure, but for some, for for a, a franchise that's won what, you know, eighteen, actually thirteen yeah. NBA cha- uh, t- uh, titles, thirteen NBA titles. Uh, the first five don't count. They were in Minneapolis. Um, there's some god there's some insecurity in there so i, I thought that, that was kind of funny because they were like oh no the sun's fluke chan- you know the fluke run and everything went right for them and they're gonna fall back to earth and you know what man i'm here for it i can't wait till the season starts laker fans are delusional like i think they are right i mean i and i it's funny because as, as you're talking i pulled up the power rankings on nba.com because i Candidly, hadn't looked at them before, and I'm looking at what they have to say about the rank uh, about the Lakers, and and this is interesting. There were 201 players who attempted at least 200 shots from outside the paint last season. Among them, James Westbrook and Davis ranked 159th, 193rd, and 201st in effective field goal percentage on those shots. Wow. Uh, so I mean. <laughs> They're three of the 12 players who shot worse than 40% on at least 150 mid-range attempts. So, I mean, we talk about the the the, the spacing. Those three guys need to operate in the key. And, and the, Russ can shoot. I mean, they, we know they can shoot the three, but that's not their game. I still don't uh, understand. I don't think they can shoot the three. They don't have sh- – no, I feel I mean, like that's they, where they fail. No, I mean, like they're physically capable of shooting the three. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to make it? No, no. <laughs> But but I, I still don't know what the Lakers are thinking or doing with that that whole grouping. And I think that absolutely, you know, comes into play when when these power. I mean, look, Russ, great player. LeBron, I don't like the guy. I think I've made that clear. He's a great player. <laughs> Greatest of all AD, time in my book. AD, frail as fuck. But when he's playing, great player. But those three together. I just don't see how that's going to operate, especially when they haven't exactly set up that roster with, you know, a bunch of sharpshooters around them. Um, but I guess time will tell, uh, you know. Uh, and one thing, too, when people, you know, talk about last year's sons, and, and I meant to bring this up earlier when we are talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the youth and the success that we had last year. But weren't the sons at one point nine and nine, was it? Or were they like seven eight and, and eight. seven? Eight and eight. <laughs> I got them, got them surrounded. So <laughs> that means that they what, went 43 and 13 over the last 60, 56 games. Ooh, yep. Look at that math. We don't, need, hey, we're, we don't need a CPA on this podcast to do math, <laughs> do we? 
And do you remember what happened when they went eight and eight? You remember that last loss to put them to eight and eight? It was a bad I, one. Was was that the was that the no that wasn't that Clippers loss so where they were down no. huge and then came back? I know I don't remember what it was. Oh, no, was it was the Wizards seven. one? Oh, no. what was so it? it was, I don't remember. So uh, I I vaguely remember now that I think about it because now I'm thinking of two different games. It was either a loss to Oklahoma City after a bad loss to the Detroit Pistons where they blew like a 23-point lead mm-hmm. early in the season. And I remember, I mean, our, our, I mean, our, our group chat was a fucking mess that night because I was freaking out. And, you know, I thought this, you know, I thought this had, this team had turned the corner and I was like, well, same old sons. And it's probably one of those nights you, you anger left to the group chat. And then I had a, no, I haven't done that. Although I did anger leave my fantasy football group me today. (laughs) Why? So we had our, we had our, our fantasy football draft on Friday. I got fucking raked over the coals for my draft picks, but I don't care. It's whatever. Um, Today, somebody said, oh, hey, guys, uh, Michael Thomas is out six weeks. And somebody was like, oh, thanks for letting us know news that we already knew. And then people just kind of started throwing shit out there. And then I I replied with, hey, breaking news, Cam Newton still sucks. And then somebody replied with, hey, breaking news, the Suns blew a 2-0 lead. Oh, and then fuck I re- that guy. And then I just replied with too soon. And then I left because <laughs> who needs that kind of aggravation? I don't, I don't, I don't like that person. I don't either. Fuck him. Yeah, that's rude. That's just, that's, that's just, that's, you know what that is? That's mean spirited. It really that's is. That's what that is. That's hurtful. Yeah. Like, what, that's what, intentionally what, hurtful. What did you gain from that comment? What kind of person does that? What kind of person? He probably hates puppies. Uh, I hate puppies, actually. What the fuck? What? Okay, I don't, I don't hate puppies. I'm just not a fucking pet person i don't know no i mean okay that's i mean not being an animal person and hating puppies two different things that's true like if it's your puppy and i can just give them back to you cool i love puppies i have to fucking take care of it no thanks some people say that about children i already have a kid i don't need a dog oh dogs are the best man my dog's probably lying or she Stupid dogs, not anywhere near me. Never mind, dogs suck. Okay, <laughs> anyway, all right, hey, any any last thoughts, or, or are we ready to wrap this episode up, my friend? Yeah, man, I I, I don't have anything else um, other than the fact that I am I'm ready for football season to start, but I'm also, I also kind of, what's weird is before I'm like, Yes, football season, because that's going to get me through to, you know, January, December, January. Now I'm just like, I just need football season to get me to like October 20th. And it's fucking right. sun season again, dude. Dude. Like, how insane wait. is that? How insane I is can't, that? I can't We're wait. Six, six weeks. Uh, I really, I really can't wait. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun year. I mean, hopefully they're able to have crowds all season. Yeah. Knock on wood, fingers crossed, all that good stuff. Uh, because the energy of that, that's the other thing, man. We haven't even talked about is having a home court advantage. Oh, when we start talking so about, huge. when we start talking about the Suns and win totals and where they're going to fall in the West, dude, 
you were at playoff games. I was at playoff games. We were at finals I'm, games, dude. I, I, How crazy yes, yes. was it? But 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 I'm hard pressed to see a team that's going to have much more of a home court advantage than the Suns this season because now I, I won't say that the energy is going to be like you know finals level all year long. But if this team continues to do what it's doing, dude, one thing we know about Phoenix is Phoenix loves that Suns team when it's right to love that Suns team, right? I mean, when they lost the finals in 92, 93, they had, what, 300,000 people or something like that come to a parade in June outside in Arizona. Like, the city <laughs> loves this team when this team is giving the city reason to love it. Now, I'm not saying that the city doesn't love the team all the time. I'm just saying the city gets loud about it when there's reason to get loud about it. And that's yeah. exactly what happened last year. And if we have a crowd at every game, like we're going to sell out every game, that crowd's going to be loud as fuck, man. And look, I, I, I would love, I would love for the Suns to get a little creative with kind of crowd involvement during games. That's something I feel like the NBA should do. I think we've seen that it's possible. Look, that the the, the counting to ten with Giannis. I mean, I know the Suns weren't the first fan base to do that, but obviously. We were very, very energetic about doing it during the finals. Dude. Beat LA chance just rolls off the tongue, so that one's easy. But at the end yeah. of the day, if we could get the crowd involved throughout games all the time, like how about every – there's a set type of thing that you do when somebody's at the free throw line on the other team. I think that kind of shit would be cool, and I think fans would be receptive to that. And there's a there's a way to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that shit happen. Yeah, you know what? You I like that. I like the fucking enthusiasm, man. You, yeah, I'm fired you, up now, you dude. You spearhead that. Dude – so it's Maybe funny, I can be like that. I'll be the guy like with like like leading the cheer, the crowd guy, like the hype man, just, like old said Zabalas. Just don't uh, just don't count them. Just don't count money when you're counting down. That fucking guy. He needs to he needs to get punched in the ball sack. I'm I'm classier than that, Dan. Classier. Right, thank that. God. Um, yeah, that guy emptied his bank account for one night and I looked like a douchebag <laughs> on national television. Congratulations, <laughs> fucking relations, dude. Uh, um so no so i it's funny i bet he picked up, up those hundreds too losers if you're gonna do it just leave them there anyway what it's funny you bring up the counting the uh that you know how enthusiastic the, the the crowd got with counting to 10 with Giannis. i was so game four was a road game that was one of the painful losses that was the first painful loss actually that was the first night i hate left the group chat because i <laughs> that's right I, I, I said some pretty mean things and somebody in our group chat did not like it. And I said, go fuck yourself and left. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, our group chat yeah, was pretty bad. And then so, uh, to who? I think what, I walked like what? six miles to my car. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, right. um, anyway, <laughs> that's right. I was yeah, texting you. <laughs> yes, you were texting me. And then I texted you the next morning. I was like, yeah, I made it. And you're like, dude, did you walk all the way fucking home? <laughs> yeah, dude, because I was like, let me know when you get to your car because you're like so far. I'm like, I'll come pick you up. <laughs> and then the next morning, I was just like, well, I remember that night. I'm like, well, fuck it. He's he's an adult. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> so I texted him the next morning. I'm like, hey. Anyway. So, no. So uh, that night, I, we, I watched the game um, at Chase Field. Because they had on the Big Joe Motron, because mm -hmm. they didn't do it at the Suns Arena because they had flown out the Suns employees to, to Milwaukee for for the games. And when Giannis was at the free throw line, they couldn't hear us, but everybody started counting down. So 
crowd and fan engagement is at an all-time high right now, and I feel like they have to, they have to, have to, have to capitalize on it. Now, I understand ticket prices are pretty hefty. I think I sent you guys, I, I tried to buy tickets for the opener the other day, lower-level seats, and they were not cheap. Um, but guess what? Cap, that's capitalism, dude. Supply yeah. and demand, right? Um, yeah. it's the, it's the hot ticket in town. And you know what, if you want to fault Robert Sarver for taking advantage of that, like you, that's not how business works, man. Like it's just, it is what it is. If you didn't think the prices were going to go up, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's kind of how, it how works. much were, I, I don't remember how much they were, how much were the tickets you were looking at? Like uh, lower tickets, bowl, do you remember? It was lower bowl. It was it was very it was by my old seats when I had season tickets. Sure. And it's by that new bar that's a kind of the corner bar sure. that they have now. Mm-hmm. Um and I think for two tickets it was right around it's like a like ten bucks shy of six hundred dollars. Face value? Uh no, that's with fees and everything on uh, I mean, but I mean show. like I mean that wasn't secondary market you bought from no, the Suns. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from the Suns. So uh, and I mean, you, you remember my seats there. They were yeah, great seats yeah, 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 yeah. Um, back when they were affordable, at least. Um, so, so based on Ticketmaster's charges and everything, they were probably like 50 bucks each. And then the, the, the $240 <laughs> of charges, right? Because fuck yeah. those guys. Excuse yeah, me. about right, man. Sorry, I'm yelling, sorry, buddy. I'm yelling profanities very loudly. And I'm pretty, well, my kids are sleeping. I'm sure it's fine. I mean, just have them listen to this podcast in the morning. That's I just I, I make them I, that's how they go to sleep at night and they fall asleep to a podcast every night. It's and beautiful. then uh, and then and then Molly wakes up and says, "Fuck." <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. No, it would no, that would be terrible. That would not be awesome. I'm pretty hey. sure your wife would be like, "Dude, you can never talk to that man again." <laughs> oh, I feel like she wouldn't blame you. She'd blame me. Don't worry. I'll blame you though. So so it's fine. And then you'll take the fall. It'd be beautiful. Okay. Anyway, so. I already asked you if you had any last thoughts, and I believe that was like 10 minutes ago, and then we went to some last thoughts. So I've already said my last thoughts. So let's wrap up this episode, Dan. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Matt Sosa's J. I almost called you Paul. Paul is at Dervish of World, and Dan. I'm at DDuarte89. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And as always, we appreciate you guys at home or in your car, or at the office, or on an airplane, helicopter, submarine, wherever you might be. Appreciate you listening to us. And depending on when you're listening to us, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Are you even taking a shit? Just wanna hear you say-